there and welcome once again to Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimak. Today is Tuesday, June the 29th. And for our uh, for our give up worry for good reflection, we're going to look at something that happened at a wedding many thousands of years ago, a wedding at Cana. And the problem was that the wine ran out. The wine was gone. Somebody stepped up. Jesus got involved and a miracle happened. And this is so important for us as we concentrate this week on asking for help, asking for supernatural help. That's the key. That's one of the keys that we have to learn when it comes to giving up worry for good. So we'll chat about that. And um, uh, I, I, I do want to pray that I have something important that I want to talk about. Okay, let's pray. And, uh, and then we'll chat. Sound good? All right, let's go. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, thank you. We know that whenever we turn to you in prayer, we know that you hear us. We know that you hear us. You know, sometimes, Father, we, we fool ourselves, um, or we allow ourselves to be fooled. I think that's a better way to look at it. We allow ourselves to be fooled and, and, and somehow believe that there are times when you don't hear us. We believe there are times when your silence, when we pray, indicates that you're either off doing something else or that you don't care. Father, that's a real problem for us. Um, it's, a, it's a real problem many of us suffer from, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a real problem that, um, that causes a lot of difficulties in our lives. So we understand through faith that that's not true. You are always here for us. You always care. You are always more powerful than any problem we can ever face. It doesn't change the fact that it feels sometimes like you're not there or that you can't help us. Father, in spite of those feelings, in spite of those feelings of discouragement, we're going to turn to you anyway. We're going to push past the feelings today and turn to you with our needs. Father, we ask to you the, we ask you to provide for our needs today. Jesus told us to ask and we shall receive. He told us that we can count on you to provide for our needs. I'm going to ask you, Father, to please do that today. Please increase our desire to do your will. Please increase our desire to stop listening to the world and stop focusing on our problems so much and start focusing more on you. We need your help to do that, though. That is so tricky. Father, we pray that you give us a greater appreciation for all of the saints in heaven, especially for our Blessed Mother Mary. We pray that you will give us a better appreciation for Jesus and how he works in our lives. Father, I ask that you use me today on the program as your instrument. And please give me the words that I'm supposed to speak. 
Please open all of our minds and all of our hearts, Father, to hear what you have to say and to believe it and to put your words into practice in our lives. Heavenly Father, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, who is your Son and our Lord and who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you so much for praying with me. My name is Gary Zimek. You are listening to Following the Truth. We are in the midst of our Give Up Worry for Good summer program. We're on week three, and judging by the emails I'm getting, you're doing pretty good. You're enjoying the program. You know what? I am too. Look, I wrote the book. I wrote the book, but the Lord is still speaking to me through this book. It's kind of weird. I can't explain it. It's a weird phenomenon, but it does happen. When I write these books, it's definitely, I'm constantly asking the Holy Spirit to speak through me and to let me know what I should write. And then when I open them up again, or when I speak about them, there's just something that happens. And, and, And I need the message in this book. That's why I wrote Give Up Worry for Good. Because every day, Something is challenging me to start worrying again. And sometimes I slip up. I really do. You need to know that. You need to believe that. But you also need to believe that there is hope. Because more now than ever, I believe in the power of Jesus Christ to intervene in my life, to save me from anxiety, to save me from discouragement, to save me from falling into despair, and to lead me closer to a relationship with my Father in Heaven who wants to provide for me, and also to, to rely on His Holy Spirit to work through me so that my life can produce the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's what's happening to me, and I do believe it. But understand that I struggle with the temptations that you might be struggling with too. It's so easy to give in to worry because these problems just seem so real, don't they? They're real, but often not as real as we make them. When we begin to catastrophize, right? And I'm I'm really good at it, you know? (laughs) I've spoken to some of you and, uh, and we've traded stories, but I am really good at turning a molehill into a mountain. I'm, I'm really good at that. And again, not I'm not downplaying the severity of problems. I run into people all the time who have some pretty serious problems. But God's bigger. And that's what, in these eight weeks, what we're trying to learn. All righty? Um, so we're on week three right now. I hope you're doing well, but the comments have have all been good. Um, Two things I want to talk about today before we get into the um, week three, day two meditation, which has to do with with Mary, the mother of Jesus. Um, The first one is, I got to say thank you. Because, you know, yesterday on the program, I let you know that um, I'm really up against it when it comes to finances right now. Uh, my bank account's pretty ugly, and and I'm trying to run this full time ministry, support my family, and and it's and it's ugly out there. The summer is dry when it comes to speaking. Churches have still not fully opened up when it comes to when it comes to bringing in speakers. You know, 
most people are back to church now. The churches are opening, but during the summer, there are no activities. Um, and coming off of COVID for a year, it was tough. So the times are tough, and I had to come to you yesterday, as I've done in the past, and say, look, could you please help me financially to continue to do what I do, you know, this program, my daily email reflection. Most of what I do, I do free of charge, and that's the way it's always going to be. That's the way I believe the Lord wants me to do it. I, I give it out freely, but uh, but there's still bills that have to be paid. So I came to you yesterday. I've been writing about it in the email, the daily email as well, and you came through. So I have to thank you. I have to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You're incredibly generous, and I'm so grateful. But, but you know, I, I don't want this to turn into one of these... Thank you so much, but give me more type messages, you know. Um, But I'm just going to put it out there and let you know that it is going, the next few months are going to be really difficult. I'm not going to keep harping on it, but I can't tell you how much I appreciate your financial support because you, by helping me keeping this full-time ministry afloat, um, you're helping so many people. Because you're enabling me to keep reaching out, to keep writing books, and even the books, you know, there's it's 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 limited. I, I make limited income on these books, very little. I've cut expenses. We moved out of our home. I I can't do much more, and and I'm not trying to make you feel sorry for me. I'm just trying to tell it like it is. But you are so incredible for coming through for me financially. I am so grateful. But you, rest assured, I pray for you every day. And you are helping people. You are helping people in ways that you're you're never going to see until you until you get to heaven. Of course, you're helping me, and I and I'm I'm telling you thank you, and I'm so grateful. But if you could see the emails that I get, and all you know, my my ministry is all about introducing people to Jesus, trying to bring peace, His peace, into their lives. I mean, that's what I do. But if you could see the emails. They would blow you away. And I couldn't do any of this without your support. So thank you so much. Certainly on behalf of me and my family, but also on behalf of all those people who are learning how great Jesus is, who are falling in love with him, who are surrendering their lives to him, So I don't know how to thank you enough for that. Please, going forward throughout the summer, just if you're able to become a monthly sponsor, please visit Following the Truth and consider doing that. Just so I can get, so I can try to sustain this thing until uh, until maybe some talks start start popping up. There are some things that are on the books for later this year and and into Lent, but you know it's going to be tough. So if you're able to keep supporting my work i just keep it in mind if you can if you can become a monthly sponsor then you don't have to think about it whatever you can do following the truth.com is the place to go just click on donate you can donate securely through paypal but i want to leave you you know before before we go on with the show i just want to make sure that i leave you with the message of thank you i am beyond grateful so you're, you're amazing um the other piece of information uh, that I that I wanted to talk about has to do with this uh, this whole give up worry for good thing. 
that, that we're going through. We're, we're going through this very gradually, and I, and I really wanted to do this, and, I, and I'm so glad that you're participating, you're, uh, you're appreciating the podcast because the emails have been really phenomenal, and I'm really thankful for it. And, and I want you to know that this book was written, and I mentioned in the book, at a very, very, very difficult time in my life. My wife was struggling with horrendous anxiety at the time due to the um, uh, the coronavirus pandemic, and it was just a brutal time. And this book was absolutely written by the Holy Spirit. Uh, many days I, I wasn't sleeping because my wife wasn't sleeping, and I was trying to help her. And um, we were confined to the house, and I was I don't have an office, so I'm writing at the dining room table. I mean, the conditions were horrendous, but I know exactly what St. Paul means when he says, when I am weak, then I am strong. So, uh, you, know, you know, this. Um, I, I'm just so glad that we're able, that this book came to fruition, and, I, and I'm glad we're able to go through it slowly, and, and I can explain a little bit each day about what my thought process was when, when I wrote what I did. But just understand, this book was written under at, at a very difficult time, but at a time when the Lord was really speaking to me. Because that's when he speaks to us the most, when we're going through these storms. Um, the final piece of news that I want to mention be, before we go on is the fact that, as I was saying this prayer today, I have some unsettled, unresolved issues going on right now. Um, mainly some tax issues that uh, a mistake was made by the, my accountant and trying to fix some things. Nothing unresolvable, but it's just, it's just I got to come up with the best way to, to approach fixing these things. Got some, uh, you know, I mentioned the financial issues, some, some personal family type issues, a lot of, lot of junk, you know. And, and when I get to, when I get to two things, when I get to speak with you right now, like I'm doing right now, and when I pray with you, and when I talk about the Lord, and when I read from Scripture, it brings about such a peace in my life. You know, right now, when I'm sitting at this microphone, chatting with you, doing this program, seeing you sit across the table from me, I can't see you with my eyes, but I can, I can feel your presence. I can see you through faith, you know. Um, it brings a lot of peace to me. So I want you to know that there are times, there are many times that I sit down to do this program or you'll hear, hear me on the Sunrise Morning Show on EWTN Radio, which, by the way, tomorrow morning, 6.35 a.m., it's my regular weekly segment on EWTN Radio, or when you hear me do other radio programs. There are times when I am feeling an emptiness in the pit of my stomach. Remember, I am someone who tends to be anxious. I absolutely believe by faith that God is bigger than any of my problems. But sometimes my stomach doesn't know what my faith believes. You know what I mean? So, please understand that. I am so much more peaceful than I ever was before in my life. I mean, following Jesus, surrendering my life to Him, getting to know Him, it's been incredible. And He has brought me so much peace. But you need to know that there are days when... I am facing what I what feels like a hopeless problem. But I know it's not. See, that's what faith teaches me, that it's not. But sometimes I feel 
how over it, it, I feel that the situation may be overwhelming. Just like you. I feel that. Because sometimes I've heard people speak about matters of faith like this. Well, if you just pray, you'll feel better. Not always. Not always. You don't always feel better. You might be at peace, but you might not feel peaceful. That's okay. That's okay. You're going to learn to be okay with that at times. And it's a, it's a weird thing to explain. But you might feel a little queasy. But that's your signal to start turning to the Lord. Talk to Him. Talk it out with Him. And typically what I find is that a peace of mind results from that. And sometimes, many times, that peace of mind, that this problem is in good hands because it's in God's hands, that peace of mind, that that thought process that this is okay, this is okay, I'm still feeling jittery in my stomach, but this is okay, many times that peace of mind turns into peace of heart and peace of stomach if you, if you want to go there. It just takes a little while. So I want you to hang in there. Keep doing what you're doing. Sometimes you just turn to the Lord and initi- and immediately you feel that peace. You get what that, the uh, correct term for that is, the theological term is, it's a consolation. The Lord gives you a big hug and you feel it. But sometimes you don't. That's okay. You, you as time goes on, and that's why, you know, we're doing this for eight weeks. As time goes on, the more time you spend walking through the day with Jesus, the more that peace and that feeling of peace is going to become automatic. But sometimes the feeling is not going to be there. Don't panic when it's not there. Because that peace of mind is actually better than the feeling of peace. If you're going through it, you might understand what I'm talking about. If not, we'll talk more about it. But I don't want you to give up. I don't want you to quit. Because sometimes you feel queasy when you get a phone call from the doctor and you get a bad medical report or a concerning lab result. That's normal. You'll get to the point where those type things will concern you less and less. But, you know, we are human. And some of us tend to be anxious by nature. Some of us tend to get discouraged more easily than others. Some of of us tend to go negative before we go positive. It doesn't mean we can't overcome these things with the Lord's help. But it takes time. You know, worry is a, is a habit that's uh, pretty powerful to break. It is breakable, absolutely. But if we're used to doing it for a long time, it takes a little while. I tell you this to let you know that you're okay. We're going to get through this. And it's going to get better. All right? Let's keep praying for each other, though. That's really important. Okay. Um, I talked a lot, and uh, but, I, but I felt that was an important message that I really needed to share with you today. Let's talk about today's reflection. And by the way, today is a, a solemnity. It's the solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, two of the biggest saints in the church. 
We'll talk about the intercession of the Blessed Mother today. It would be a good idea on this day, this solemnity, the highest category of Holy Day in the Church, to turn to St. Peter and Paul and ask them to pray for you as you're going through this struggle. I mean, you look at Peter. Here's a guy who denied Jesus three times. He was intent on following Jesus, even till if somebody kills him, he's going to not back down. He's going to fall, and he denied him three times. He wasn't even threatened with death, and he denied him. You know, so Peter was human. Paul, persecutor of Christians, ran into Jesus, surrendered his life to Jesus, and he suffered a lot. But he loved Jesus so much. He was willing to endure whatever came his way. Turn to Peter and turn to Paul today, as well as the Blessed Mother, and ask them to intercede for you, to pray for you, just as I would pray for you, except they're, they're at a higher level. It's a great day to do that. Okay, so the, the reflection today, John chapter 2, verse 3, when the wine failed, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Wow. Isn't that an inspiring verse? <laughs> you know, you look at that and you think, well, so what? This is a big deal. We have a wedding taking place at Cana in Galilee. And this is detailed in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The first thing, as I point out in the book, to note is that John lists the guests at the wedding. And he lists Mary first. He lists Mary before he lists Jesus. So... I don't know. It's pretty, it seems to me obvious that, because that order is not normal. To list Mary before Jesus doesn't appear normal. It, 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 to me, it seems apparent that John is trying to call attention to the presence of Mary at the wedding. And, and when we look at it, when we look at the events that unfold, she does play an incredibly important role. The wine ran out at the wedding, which is a big deal in today's day, today's day, today's age. Does that make sense? That doesn't sound right. Today's day, today's age. I I guess that's right. It's a big deal today, and it was a big deal 2,000 years ago. Mary sees a problem. Did anybody else see that there was a problem? There is no record of that in Scripture. So we can assume that Mary saw the problem. Did anybody else? I don't know. But Mary saw that there was a problem, and she took action. Her action was very interesting. She did, and, and, you know, the wine runs out. The celebration is done. This is a big deal. It's a huge deal. It would cause embarrassment to the bride and groom. Mary intervened. She cared. She went to Jesus. She didn't tell him how to fix it. She didn't give any opinions, no extraneous details, simply they have no wine. And we know the story. Jesus appears to have initially, now, you know, you got to really, you really have to think about this and, um, and think at what, what was trying, what, what was really, what the goal was of, of Mary being at the wedding, being listed first by John the Evangelist, by Jesus appearing to disagree with her and say, what, what, is this, what is this to me? Why are you telling me about this? 
But what we see as we look at it as is an example of Mary interceding for the needs of other people, going right to Jesus. And it almost appears that Jesus changed his, changed his mind once Mary asked him for help. Now, theologically speaking, I'm just using sort of an expression that helps us to understand that something happened. When Mary interceded, something changed. And Jesus went on to perform his first miracle and turn the water into wine. Could he have done this without Mary's involvement? Yes. So I think the question we should ask ourselves is, why was Mary involved? Why did he wait to do something until she approached him? Why did John list Mary first? And the end result is Jesus performed a miracle which launched his public ministry And when he did this, his followers believed in him. So there was a a great effect when Jesus performed this miracle based upon Mary's intercession. So what's the takeaway? The takeaway is, this is the only time in the Bible where Mary approached Jesus on behalf of someone else and asked for something. He said yes. I would encourage you, in this week devoted to seeking supernatural help, to asking for help with your problems, to make sure that at some point each day, you turn to the Blessed Mother and ask her to intercede for you. I mean, it would be great if you could pray a rosary every day. My family and I have been doing that for years. Just to make sure you get Mary on board to help you. She does not want you to worry She wants to turn you to Jesus. And as a result of her intercession and Jesus performing the miracle, but it came about because she went to him, right? People believed in him. People's faith was strengthened. She wants you to believe in Jesus more tomorrow or today than you did yesterday. And that's what we're trying to learn in these eight weeks. That Jesus is powerful. Jesus loves you. And Jesus can help you with whatever you're worrying about. So let's turn to his mother and ask her to intercede. You know, you can still talk to Jesus. But make sure you're talking to Mary too. And and get 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 her on board. You know, get her to help you. Get her to pray for your needs. Ask for help. Don't try to do it on your own. That's why we end up worrying, okay? Hey, I'm going to run. Thanks for listening. Remember, Sunrise Morning Show, EWTN Radio, tomorrow, 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, if you're up that early. If not, we'll be back here, God willing, on Following the Truth. I hope you'll be able to join us. If you need anything, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. i got to run now. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you. God bless you. Talk to you next time.